0: Hello and welcome to Motor Cult episode 65. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello, sir.
1: Who has two thumbs.
0: Two thumbs. Indeed, yes. we also this week have back Brian Yanitch. Hello. What
1: up? from what's uh, Top Rank International Vehicle Importers. Oh,
0: they right. they remember.
1: Yeah, That's it, an unforgettable it's episode. It, it is. It was That was our first one in the mobile podcast studio. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done one in there since, actually. Yes, and this time I'm uh, interviewing Brian, sober. Um, <laughs> I think that... Did that predate our questions? Uh, no, I think we asked you the questions. You did
2: ask me the questions. Okay,
1: cool. You got the questions. Okay. All right, so well, we got At least that he remembers that. was good. So, Brian, what's new with you in the world of Top Rank and... Now you're getting, I think, uh, the eight, all cars that are 25 years old as of, what, 93 are now yeah. legal for import, so we're going to be moving the 94 uh, next month,
3: yep. which should be pretty tight.
2: Yeah, and we, uh, some pre-production 94 stuff, but we've got the R33 Skylines, uh, okay. the GTS, GTS models, and uh, we've got the S14 Sylvias now. Nice. That's
0: cool. That is actually really cool. Yeah. I haven't cool. seen one of those in the flesh ever. Oh, yeah.
2: The, uh, the right-hand drive ones or the American ones,
1: because I mean, 240s existed. Yeah, or maybe I'm thinking S fifteen.
0: You through the S fifteen, all with yeah. the triangular so, brake light? Which right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. S fifteen. Okay. Oh, okay, I've seen oh, S 14s yeah. oh, I guess
2: with Evo two coming up. So yep, we're getting ready for some cool things.
1: Yeah, it's, but, but, it's fair enough. Well, it's it's like as of nine, as of next year, I think like almost every one of the big tuner chassis are gonna be available because then you're gonna get the EG Civic. Well they were they've yeah, been they've been available. Yeah. Uh D C integras. Right. Yeah, the uh, the S fourteens, um yeah it then that we're actually coming out of Toyota making cool cars. So it's like we're also
0: getting the BMW E thirty six wagon. Oh yes, yeah that's true. yes E thirty six wagon but Buddy yep. Neil just imported one of those like uh, last week. It must have been a really early production to huh. get it in already but the, the
1: Twingos? Remember, mm. uh, yep, as of as of last year, I think Sh- actually we should just import a Twingo for kids. Jana. Yeah. Jana really wants one. I think uh, it's yeah. so cool.
0: It'd be so cheap. I mean, the import cost would be like three times what the car costs. I was
1: actually I was, looking, <laughs> I was doing actual research about Twingo, and uh, the one I'm gonna want is gonna be the 2000 Twingo because mm. they had a 75 horsepower engine as opposed to the 50 horsepower. Oh, engine. whatever it's fine. Yeah, but then you also had had additional collars and stuff that were available and a bunch of really cool options. Are you really
0: going to make Jana wait another six years for a Twingo? No, I don't think so.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. It depends because I'll be importing my first car after we get a house. Okay. then, Then I will be... Slowly changing my collection to all imported Toyotas, and Jana will be just only driving French cars for us to of our life. Or micro cars. Yeah, or micro cars and micro <laughs> French cars. <laughs> Extremely small French cars. Yes. So um, <clears throat> let's just start with the uh, one topic we moved over from last sure. week. Yep. Um, Nissan. Uh, this is actually part of why I wanted you to come by. Uh, they are. Uh, they've been doing the R32 Skylines, doing reproduction parts. and now they're expanding to the 33s and 34s. I was wondering, does that, does that have any effect with, like, importation stuff? Like, I, I imagine that would probably help with, like, you know, the sales pitch of, like, hey, buy our R33.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, so the 32 stuff, um, they're expanding that product line, too. Okay. Um, for more stuff that is available, um, you know, through partnership with Autec. Okay. So um, that's nice. I don't know how many people are really taking advantage of it. Yeah. But hopefully a good amount will. Um, you know, what I'm hoping it helps kind of alleviate is, um, you know, we've gone from this evolution of uh, people that just want a car. Like when we first started importing the R32s, people just wanted an R32. Like G, was it. A GTST right? auto? Four, but, four, no, like a <laughs> four-cylinder
1: like, uh, automatic G, like GXS or whatever a base model was. Oh my God,
2: I can get a Skyline, I'll take it, yeah. right? You yep. know, and then same thing with the GTRs. You know, people right. wanted GTRs, so they were just like, whatever, just yes. I'll take it. You know. Oh, mm-hmm. I need to replace everything. Cool. Cool with that. I got it.
3: <laughs> you know. To, no problem. <laughs> right.
2: Um, to people really being like, oh, unless this car is totally original, or you know, people ask for the craziest stuff, and that's fine. But like, you know, it's become a collector's market.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, which everybody kind of thinks, oh, well, you know, these guys are selling Skylines for forty grand, fifty grand. Seven, I just sold them yeah. for seventy three thousand. You know. That's astronomical, but is it? You know, because no, it's, the it's thing is, the price is going perfect. up in Japan, and I think that these parts are just supporting that. You yeah. know, it's really becoming a thing where guys are going to start restoring these cars. So you're going to see full restorations of Skylines, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of these cars are going to get put back to stock, complete OEM, and it's going to become that collectible style of car. For sure. You know, but it drives, like, the tuner enthusiast people kind of nuts because, I mean... No, they can't get it. Right, right. exactly. you know. Yeah. So, But that's kind of comes with the territory. But in mean, the
0: tuner-enthusiast people can still get the, quote-unquote, lesser cars that have the same body and do it that way. Because, I mean, like with the E30M3 crowd, like the people right. that really lost after those things, mm-hmm. they just buy a 325i. Right. And they just make that fast they, and Because awesome. yeah. I mean, that's just like all they can right. afford, well, I think and
1: cause... I kind of get that. Well, the GTSs are going up as well. Not, not no. as fast, but it's well, kind of like I wouldn't buy one of those over it's, a yeah. GTR. It's
2: a, it's a trickle down effect. So yeah. what it is is you know the GTR pricing went up so much that people start to look for the GTSs, you know GTSTs. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. well it pushes the prices on the turbo GTSs. Yep. Well, prices get high in that. Now people start to look for the GTS. Mm-hmm. Starts to press the price. on It drags that, all you them know. Up. So it pulls all of them up. Yep. You know, which isn't our fault. Right. You know, but like I was telling Ryan, mm-hmm. you know, you get these people that are like. Oh, you know, you guys are just trying to make killing or, you know, these cars aren't. It's like, well, you know, it, it well, is a business. I can find a Supra for six grand. Like, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not the one raising the prices in Japan. Maybe a Mark III. So, Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> overall, I think it'll be good for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it opens up, um, you know, some accessibility for certain people that are concerned. I mean, it's a question we get all the time. Like, what if something breaks? Right. Yeah you know, there's always a way. Well, you,
1: right. you you also have that crowd of the collector people. Mm-hmm. So these are people that were, you know, they were hot on like the Ferrari 308s yeah. and the 911s like five years ago when they mm-hmm. were blowing up. And now that right. the Japanese cars are blowing up, you know, they may not necessarily, they're like, I, I always thought they were kind of cool, but they're like, they never really gave them the time right. of day. And now they're giving
2: them the time of day. Well, so with the 33 and 34, uh, You know they're thinking, okay, what parts are we gonna what what are we gonna release? You know, and which brings the R thirty two back in. And what a lot of people don't realize is that some of those little parts are super expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see oh Oh, yeah a GTR that has really nice window trim on it yeah I mean that's seven to nine hundred dollars a side.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's Mercedes has been doing this for years. It's like yeah, you can get that little plastic you know garnish that goes around the Mm -hmm. window switch for your you know like your three hundred SL. It will also be a four thousand five hundred dollar Piece of garnish, sure. or if you need
0: the uh, manual windshield washer squirter valve for a 1976 240D, totally available. Little yeah. tiny thing, that size of the check valve in it, seventy six dollars. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, so it's
2: expensive.
1: I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that because like, I'm glad that they're making
0: as it.
2: As Long as
1: we can still get the parts. Is if I can get the part, I'll pay whatever and you know, more power to them. I feel like that we we should support them for doing that because yeah. it's just the fact that they're doing that. it. Cost them a ton of money mm-hmm. to
0: find a manufacturer to do
1: it, yes. to stock it, to make it, to ship it. I mean, I get it. I get it. Well, and then, you know, the thing is at the end of the day when you're at a car show yeah. and it, you know, it used to be, yeah, like Skylines, like you have an R32 instant trophy. Mm-hmm. Like now it's like, <laughs> right. well, now mm-hmm. there's like eight R32s at the show. Mm-hmm. There's like, two Honda Civics, yeah. <laughs> and it's like... People are w- all stepping up. <laughs> yeah, like, which, which R32 wins? And it's going to be the one with the window trim. It's going to be the super well, nice car
2: bought for forty. dollars Right, I mean, it, it's, yeah. like I said, it's becoming a collector's market, and a, people can like it or they can not like it, you know, but that's how it is. I mean, in R34, there's one up on the screen right now, but, yeah, you know, in R34 in Japan, you want a nice one?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, they're already seventy to
1: $90,000. Yeah. So, then you have to do import costs fixing
2: anything uh, now that's yeah. 8 years from now is when people are going to be looking to buy them you know yep. what i mean so yep. imagine what the price is going to be then you know so that's the thing is you know people, these cars are going to come to the us they're going to be 120 140 150,000 and yeah. everyone's going to say oh well, these guys are making a killing but that's not the cars are already expensive, right? You know? so, I mean, yeah, there, of yeah.
0: course, there's going to be profit margin because it's a business. But like you're right. saying, the car for you to purchase it in another country to begin with—that's yes. a reasonable example—is right. going to cost a
1: damn fortune. Yeah, I think another thing that a lot of people are failing to, to realize, like if you know, you get these people, like yeah, like the, like I can get a super for six grand, like stuff like that. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, you, you could like ten years ago, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. with the way I would handle it, it'd be like, yeah, have you ever seen what the price of a Porsche 912 is now? Right. Like nobody wants a nine twelve. Oh, they do they, now. They they want the original nine eleven, but yeah. they can't afford it. Right. So they get the nine twelve, and they realize actually the nine twelve is not that bad. It's kind yeah. of a cool car. And that's the right. same thing as the you
0: know the GTR is pulling up GTSTs exactly. Nine twelves are going through the roof now too because exactly. nobody can afford a vintage nine eleven. Yeah, right.
1: and th- and that's that's the thing is like, I feel like it, you know just mm. a lot of people really just need to realize like you know what if you want to get on this like you need to be buying like R thirty four like right now right. audience and sit storing in japan it, yeah, right like which we do you know yeah. we
2: offer that i mean it's right you know two to three that's huge that's what that's it, what it, i love about top so i mean you can do that but you know what i always try to remind people is like my job isn't to like i am not a broker that works for you i'm not your real estate agent. <laughs> yeah. my job isn't to find oh you, my god you know what i mean really like, that you know like do you want the car or not like yeah. it, oh you're, you can you're, find you're, one cheaper good yeah that, yeah you're you're, Nobody, you're... <laughs> there's not a law in place that says you have to buy your car from this one company. Like, no. if, you, if there's one cheaper in Japan, and you're comfortable blindly wiring money to a guy that doesn't speak your language, that's in a city you've never been to, and trust it's going to well, be put cool on enough. a boat, and it's going to arrive, mm. and everything is going to go smoothly, and when you get it, that car <laughs> is going to have complete service and maintenance done on it with a phone number that you can call and talk to anytime you have a problem, then do that. You know... <laughs> Exactly,
1: it's exactly that one yep. it's, it's all things. I do not trust buying a car from Wisconsin without well, seeing it.
0: <laughs> that being said, Wisconsin's way shadier than Japan. Eh, parts of Japan, but <laughs> probably not the parts of but the no, Toyota 34 GTRs. I, I think
1: it's more. It's more. It's more the the fat, What you were saying is, you know, having these people that are like, oh, it's just like buying a car from Los Angeles. It's like
2: kind of
1: not really because no. like
2: let's put it this way i do this for a living and yeah. i have for years yeah exactly and when i buy a personal car i don't do it on my own yeah you right. know what do it i mean like, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <know>? no, it's <laughs> like so it's like
1: all right well, let's just, let's look at it this way like when you go when you buy a car let's say you're buying like an a86 from california mm-hmm. you've not seen it well okay is it all numbers matching no okay Where's the engine from? Oh, the the engine was from a car in Florida that was imported from Japan from some guy, smudged all the paperwork. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's stolen. Okay. Well, now your car's getting crushed. Let's say that doesn't happen. Let's say you got the original engine. It's actually in good condition. Well, yeah, you got it onto the truck. Cool. But you don't know the shipping company. Yeah. Well, you don't know the shipping company. The car wasn't strapped down correctly. Mm -hmm. It slammed the front end into the truck. And there's risk everywhere. Yeah. It's it's, just... And when you're dealing with a company like Top Rank, like... You have somebody that's going through this. They've vetted all of this, mm-hmm. like extreme I've, vetting. I've gone through, uh, yeah, exactly extreme vetting. <laughs> I love that term like, by the way. Just like working like with classic Volkswagens, I like, get so many people that like, buy like mm-hmm. a Vanagon from like yeah. California or something, or from like like down south, and they get it, and like when it arrives, like cars I, are never as described. No, they're never as described. But then they're like super pissed because when the tow truck driver had never heard of a Vanagon, strapped it down, strapped it to the radius arm. Oh, and now the car's got like five degrees of toe on the left yeah. front wheel.
2: Because well, they had to so there's her. a saying that, like, I'm a Ferrari enthusiast. I guess, yeah, I love Ferraris and I love the brand. But, you know, um, friends of mine that have them have always told me if you can't afford a new Ferrari, you can't afford an old Ferrari. No, that's exactly. not true. Well, okay, <laughs> you can turn a wrench. Master yes. technician, right? But, I mean, you know, for. <laughs> Somebody that's not, right? You for know, me, for that I wants grant a I'm
0: not the normie. Right. Yeah, you know, for your average person,
2: right? <laughs> yeah. You know, buying a Ferrari that's out of warranty yeah. that you don't know the history of and <laughs> right. don't have someone to maintain It's it, generally a pretty bad idea. It's a risk. And the same is true for a lot of Japanese cars. Yeah. You know, if you can't afford a $30,000 GTR that has all of the maintenance done from a reliable company. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Then can you can't afford, can afford the $23,000 one that's from some kid in Canada mm-hmm. that has You don't know anything about, field. you know. So, because you know you can. I mean, there's yeah, there's a guy here locally that bought a GTR from somebody else and got it and found out that, you know, there was double digits worth of rust repair. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, at that point what? I, I assume you mean, like, four figures? Four figures, yeah, D- double... 10. No, like, 10K plus. 10K, okay. Five, yeah. K, yeah. five, five figures. figures. Yeah. yeah, five, sorry. I don't double, don't double digits we, for... We, I mean, we, We've all <laughs> said it really bad. Double, double $99. Digits for for dollars. Double digits for me come before the comma. Okay, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's...
1: No, it, and the, I think it that, that's, that's a real thing that you really have to worry about. is yeah. You know, it's it, there's nothing wrong with yeah. importing a car. It's just like... It really pays. It's like going to court. Like are yeah. you gonna oh, are you God, really gonna yeah. represent yourself right. in court? You exactly. save so like, much money
0: just, by paying that person yeah. to Yeah. Yeah. To make your life not shitty. Yeah, like right. just
1: Yeah, like you just, you go up front and just do it. Like and, when I bought my Mazda Five, I bought it from a dealership because everything had been gone through. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy my Mazda. buy Happy Ryan.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't buy my Mazda right. 5 from like
1: <laughs> Joe Schmo because I found I, there was the identical van in Oklahoma that was like hmm. for half the price. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's half the price. But I also want my car to like
2: work. Right. And it's local. So yeah. here's how I'm going to bring this full circle back to Do the it. parts, right? Damn, I'm, I'm, damn I'm stoked. Is that yeah. just because parts are available now doesn't make the car cheaper? No. Right? It doesn't not. even make the parts cheaper. You it know what I it mean? Available. Like, you're buying OEM, like, parts. It's going to be expensive. You know, people shouldn't expect, you know, that, that window trim. Yeah, it might be $700 a side right now. That doesn't mean Nissan's is going to come out and it's going to be $99 or something. You know right, what I mean? Like, true. we're still not talking mass production Nissan Leafs or Versas or something like that. Classically supported
0: yeah? OE parts generally are
2: more here, the aftermarket version. Here's a Still.
0: perfect
1: example. So this is something I'm doing with that work right now. I got 82 Vanagon air-cooled. Um, no factory support. There has not been factory support since 1992 mm. on a Volkswagen, which means parts do not exist for this vehicle. Well, it's all right. Um, the OEM parts
0: are total shit for those anyway.
1: But so, yeah, the, um, the, the water-cooled vanigans have parts available. The air-cooled Type 2s have parts available. The air-cooled Vanagans do not. The don't, parts don't exist for them. Well, it's got this one little cable that does the flap that goes between the defroster and the feet. That cable is broken. So just like an h yeah, Bowden cable. And in the th- this is this is where it's super important to have OEM parts availability. Is yeah, if Volkswagen had that part, it would be a three hundred dollar cable yeah. that's two feet long. But you know what? That's going to exist because right now I have spent a week and a half searching for this one cable for this one Vanagon. It does not exist. This guy does not have any. Be better
0: off getting a custom
2: made.
1: It, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, I'm gonna have to do. But it's be like it's just gonna be insane. And even the way it's fit, like it's super hard to find something custom made. You know?
2: Yeah. I think with the Skyline parts, this is just my vision, right? If I'm yeah. thinking <laughs> five years out, what I think we're gonna see. I'm scared. Right? Is a super nice R32 GTR right now right, at Barrett-Jackson or something like that, 70 plus. We've seen it. For the best one, yeah. It's sold. We know that, right? When guys start going through and making the investment and buying a nice car and fully restoring it with parts that are available, whether it's a 32, 33, 34 from Nissan, Mm -hmm. the prices are gonna go triple digits oh yeah i totally. guarantee you no we're gonna see an r32 sell for a, over a hundred grand it's only a period of time years. it's only time oh, that's sure. all it is yeah, and
1: no. well even um and our extend into that maybe not triple digits the auto sure.
2: because they're already expensive
1: yeah well when, when we were at jai because yeah. uh we were in you were there too um it, i'm not sure if you noticed like all the people are flocking to that mm-hmm. mazda speed auto zam that <laughs> yeah. was there but like there was a Mazda Speed Autozam, and then there was a C10 Hakoska GTR, mm. and you could not pay somebody to go look at the GTR. <laughs> Everybody was going to the Autozam because it looks mm. like a tiny F40, right. and so yeah, things like that. I think a lot of the cars these collector people are going to latch onto, like, are just going to explode. Yeah, in price. right now it
2: is the it is the time you are going. You are seeing it with NSXs. Yep. You're seeing it with Supras. Supra pricing is insane.
3: Oh you know, my like, god! It's
2: as people that are asking. A hundred thousand plus for their car, and they're getting it. Mm-hmm. Did you, you know, see and the? That's, did you see the automatic, super low mile
1: one that sold about six months ago on BAT for like ninety two grand? Yeah, oh.
2: it's it's, but the it's thing not is, even a V one sixty, right? I mean, the thing is that it's not that you could sit here all day and say the car isn't worth it, but the it, it doesn't matter It doesn't dispute the fact that the car sold. Right, I mean, somebody bought that car, right, and obviously saw the value in it, mm-hmm. and that same somebody probably isn't gonna take a loss on it in the future. Probably no, not, you know? You're, you're so absolutely correct. And it's it's just like a lot of the old Porsche stuff. You know, when it was happening, everybody was saying this is nuts. That car isn't worth that. I used to be able to buy this car for nine grand. I used right. to be able to buy this and then it was I used to be right. able to buy this car mm. for fifteen. Then it was I could buy this car for twenty. Then it was I could buy this car for <laughs> seventy. Then yeah. it was I could <laughs> used to be able to buy this car for a hundred. And right. now like great. You know what I mean? Like somebody yep. bought this piece of land yeah. at one point in history for a dollar oh i'm sure you know at some point great you know what i mean <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> worth does, a dollar I don't anymore get to go back to the guy that owns this building and say i'll give you two dollars for it you just double like it. look yeah. it sold for a yeah. dollar back it in is. 1841 yeah. you're asking i can't believe you're asking 250 times what, yeah <laughs> 250,000. Well, no, it's the same thing as stocks. Three like, digits, man. You, Three know, digits.
0: you have like,
1: you have like the, the IPO of like Tesla, like what was that? It was like 50, 60 bucks or something. And now it's like. I don't know. Yeah, now like Tesla's Tesla stock is just through the roof. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what people try to do short selling it, yep. everybody tries to short sell it. Well, the sh- it, unless everybody believes the short seller, it does not matter. And the thing is with cars, it is very hard to convince people that want a car that mm-hmm. it's not worth it. Because. I, I'm the sort of person where if I had unlimited money, I would absolutely drop you know a hundred thousand dollars on the world's best Zuzu Impulse. You could not tell me otherwise.
0: Well, I mean, we're talking about rare vehicles.
1: Too. Well, no, that, that's right. what I'm talking about. But it's like what you're dealing with here is yep. it's more than just a widget. It's not yep. cars are notoriously hard to short sell. And with cars like this, like Skylines and stuff like that, you're dealing with people's emotions, mm-hmm. and they're getting all into right. it, and they're like, this is awesome. This right. is totally worth it for me. I have right. enough money. I need this car. I want it when I was a kid, and I can buy it. Right. And you know what? This other guy wants it for $87,000. Screw that guy. i am buy it mm. for ninety-two. Like, stuff yep. like that.
2: The thing is, what I've come to learn is the person that thinks a car is too expensive yep. is always going to think it's too expensive. Yes. You know, because all they're thinking about is what the price used to be. And that's right. it. If you, talk, if you treated everything like that... <clears throat> you'd be dead. You know it's mean? <laughs> true. I honestly like this milk it, is too expensive. Exactly, right? Like this water house. is what? You know, like I my... used to
0: be able to buy a gallon of milk for 92 cents. Exactly. What the hell? You know, it's
2: no, and, that's a that's a good yeah. way to put it. It's like sure.
1: if you if you did go by that like all the time, you would just die. It's oh yeah, just exactly. Not I mean worth like it.
2: and that's the thing too is I get so many people that say, "Well, these cars used to be this." Well, great. Like If I could go out and buy anything I wanted for what it used to be, I would have cars, like, I would have everything I ever wanted. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, a a guy I work with, Sean Morris, loves to share this photo of an ad for a Ferrari 250 GTO that was for sale for, like, seventy five hundred dollars
1: yes i remember that and you know what i mean the like expensive car exactly right yeah
2: <laughs> i don't get to go to barrett jackson and say well <laughs> that sounds a little steep because it once sold for seventy five hundred dollars like well it's
0: not 1971 anymore
1: exactly. no it's not and you know in this this Countach i really wanted for a hundred thousand dollars when i was 15 is now 700 i'm not gonna try and go find some dude with a Countach and say hey man you know, in 2005, this is a $100,000 car. Yeah. He's like, yeah, cool. In 2005, your, house, your mm-hmm. parents' house is worth right. more. Like, the <laughs> thing is, I
2: think the thing is with the Skylines is that, you know, I think there's a lot, I don't want to say more eyes on it than there was when the Porsche stuff was happening. Like, right. You know, like, you look back now. I would, I would and say you now there is. You yeah. look back now and you say, oh, man, like, I missed the boat oh. on the Porsches, on the testorosis, whatever. But right now, we're watching this happen. Like, yes, Absolutely. I, when I started working here, we were selling nice Skyline GTRs mm-hmm. for in the low teens.
1: I remember. Jeez. I remember you know what I mean? th- yeah. when they and first now, came here. Yeah. Now yeah. I mean like. <laughs> I, I rembe- yeah, I remember, I remember when, 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 when they were
0: when, like 17, 18 for a pretty solid. I remember one. when right. we
1: first met. Like we were talking about like yeah, right. You could get like a R thirty two for twenty four thousand dollars. I'm like yeah, it'd yeah all like, cool, also- it would be awesome.
2: And now it's it just doesn't. It's not there. Right. You know, and that's and it's not because. You know, we just decided to start selling them more because more people are buying them. Yeah, right. I mean, if I could sell them for less, I'd, it'd be really cool. if One company mm-hmm. had a monopoly that was able to do that, right? But the thing is, it doesn't <laughs> exist. Comcast Skyline sales, yeah, you know, exactly. like it, it, it just doesn't exist. You know, and we're mm-hmm. seeing it with the R34s. You know, uh, people have wanted one forever, and yep. right now your options are, you know, well, not, not even right right now, but you know, maybe a year, two years ago, you probably could have picked up a pretty nice one for fifty yeah ish and stored it right yeah and now you know last year we had a pretty nice one for sale that we were asking anything like 60 or 62 for and it, someone bought it and stored it you know and now that same car is probably 70 and honestly if it keeps jumping up that much it which it will i mean there's around ten thousand. oh yeah but of these like you're G- saying gtrs by the know, time like...
0: these are importable to the right. usa mm-hmm. uh gtr r34 well, is going not, to be 120 not only like
1: that how many 911s are there like there's I mean, a bunch. Hundreds of thousands. A bunch. There has to be hundreds of thousands of 911s (laughs) in the world. Right. And those are, you know, everybody, you know, was losing their mind over those. And these are Skylines. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a car that's, like, as much hype as the 911 used to. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but there's way, it's a much more finite resource. So you have supply and demand, Mm -hmm. and that supply is not getting any higher ever.
2: The thing is... Again, to go with the trickle-down effect, the 34, you know, the people that are realizing, like, just coming to grips with the fact that, you know what, as much as I want one, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never going to own one. Right. Right. Because for some people, $150,000 is a number that it's just, it's not going to happen. Yep. It's just not. All right. right. So, you know, so then they start to say, okay, well, what's a 33 going to be? You know what I mean? Or yeah. what's, a, what can I get a 32 for now? Because you're not really settling you're just accepting a different generation of the car because you want a gtr right you you want a skyline you want the gtr and it it just is what it is you know i mean like it's
0: i think the 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 biggest thing for a person making that sort of exception in their mind is like what can i get now like you're saying because like for some people even like even if it's not a cost barrier it's like well it's seven years right well What's what's my life going to look like in seven years? What's yeah. the car's value sure. going to look like in seven years? What are the logistics going to look like? Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. I won't be able to do it then. Yeah. Right. I and can do this now. That's so. Have so. how you
2: end up with your Ferrari. <clears throat> we, have people, <laughs> yep. yeah. we have people that have pulled the trigger on an R34. You know, I, We get calls. It's not often, but we get calls from people that say, you know what, I've been watching the 34 market. I'm worried that a $70,000 car now is going to be a $140,000 car if I wait. Mm-hmm.
1: It, 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 that's a
2: very reasonable thing to worry and about. I think so, Absolutely. right? It's almost and a certainty. The thing is, it's not gonna be less than seventy, right? So people are saying, <laughs> yeah. you know, what I mean, like, I mean, again, I don't know what storage it's, costs it's,
0: for seven years in Japan, but it's probably less than that, right? Exactly. You know, what I mean, you're talking
2: for indoor storage, yeah. two eighty a month. That's US. not that bad. You know I mean, that's not bad. So, okay, TAC, Let's call it. onto that Yep. you know what I mean okay great I mean you're $87,000 into a car that is now 100 when it gets here yep you know it's it's gonna be at least $87,000 you know so and that's that's the thing you know so there's people that are doing it and people that are recognizing it and some people are gonna keep them forever Mm -hmm. and have that car and just be fortunate to have it and some people I have no doubt the minute that car gets here I'm gonna post it for sale Oh, totally. oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's it's speculators. It's like right. the same thing happened with Duesenberg's. You know, they'd find they there'd be yeah, guys that right, go yeah. around like, yeah, thank you. They'd go around the Midwest back in the '80s and with like car trailers and just pick up Duesenbergs out of barns. They get them from people that had no idea what was going on with them. They mm-hmm. go pick them up and then yeah, even unrestored would just take them immediately to auction, sell and make a ton of money. Right. And um, I, I guess. It, I'm just going to segue this on a little bit. Um, when we had been shoe-on from Japanese Nostalgia Car, mm-hmm. um, we Another were ta- mobile yeah. podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about the collector market blowing up on Japanese cars, and with, especially with Nissan and everything being featured with, on ArmMR, um, the Rolex historics uh, race at Laguna Seca. Uh, we were talking about like how the other models... Are might also blow up as well, and I'm wondering what's your take on that. So, stuff like the GTSRs and stuff like that, like the not necessarily the R32s, but the other models that yeah. once you dig into Nissan's pass, you go, Oh, this car is like just as cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah, GTSR, these, um, yes, you know, so the Pulsar GTIRs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Have right. you seen those go up? like? Have you seen any people like go from like, you know what, I wanted a Skyline, but you know what, this is a different Skyline or this is a different model. I think this is really cool and I think this will also go up in value. Have you seen anything
2: like that? Yeah, I mean, I think people that are brand loyalists are into that idea, you know, but um, I would say for the most part, you know, when we're selling something to somebody, yeah. it's they're pretty they want specifically that. into that yeah. idea, you know? So, um, you know, the GTR, some people are just like, Hey, I've got. And sometimes it's just off the wall. Like I've got this Grand National, and I've always wanted something that's a interesting rival to it. Yeah. So I need an oh, okay. R32 GTR. You know what I mean? Like that, makes, is, sense. Right. that makes sense, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like.
0: I've never heard those two cars compared I, hey, to each other. Well, no, like, no, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get it. So I get you, similar... you want,
1: you want the, the, the competitor to the car. So, right. like, yeah. You the guy you with the 911 want... wants the, the
0: competition the... that never was, maybe. Yeah. Right. That never Some was. Similar you know, so, year, turbocharged, so, six cylinder. The
2: reason that I brought that up is, yeah. man, um, I, I don't remember who wrote this. Um, I think it was Haggerty. Okay. Um, they did that. They took one of our Nismo R32s, mm-hmm. um, and the guy actually ended up buying it that wrote the article. Um, and he had, actually, I think um, that was Hagerty. Right. I think National, I remember yeah. reading that. And he wrote an article comparing the two of them. Huh? And it really, which, that was as fascinating. weird as this sounds, <laughs> is like, it drew some people out of the woodworks that were like, Hey, you know, like. It, no, no, it
1: makes sense. Cause yeah. these are people that otherwise wouldn't be paying attention to the right, car. You know? And yeah. then,
2: you know, the other thing too, that we see a, a good portion of the market doing is guys that own R35s yeah. buying R32s. Well, yeah, it that's makes way sense. better you can right. get a manual you, you want a little bit of both <laughs> you know they look cool next to each other in the garage it's cool to have both you know and so you know there's stuff like that people get cars for different reasons but have you seen you people know. that, like, would, uh, like, they
1: get started with R32s? Have you seen people that come from, like, something like a Porsche or something, like, you know, something outside oh, yeah. of that? And then just, like, go down the rabbit hole and then just, yes. like, end up with weird stuff? <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, I <laughs> know switch make preference. quite a few customers of ours that have 911s or had 911s and went to the Japanese side of things. And now you know. they're like rolling around in like a pow. You know, but I mean, you know, people Can't want different them, really. things for different reasons. I mean, we get a lot of customers that honestly are, they grew up watching Initial D and they made some money. Yeah. And now they mm-hmm. want that car. Or, you know, Need for Speed Underground was like their jam, you know, and now like, <laughs> now the R34 th- They're getting their first good amount of, you know, money coming in and they're saying, you know, this is a car that I can have, you know, and every generation has that. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's a guy, and same thing with guys retiring, you know what I mean? Like you see a lot of people retire and they're finally going to get that Mustang or that Camaro, you know, that they've always wanted, you know, or, you know, uh, guy makes a little bit of money and it's my dream car was always a Ferrari Testarossa. And now you can get one, you know what I mean? It pushes the value on things because people that can afford stuff. It can, is... Pretty what, much
0: everything what, I own is one of those cars from my generation that right. nobody can afford yet. What, exactly, what was yeah.
1: what was the poster car thirty years ago? Like something like that. Like, I mean, what, what was the car that you had on your so, wall on your, my wall, like, thirty like, years ago? Like,
2: like, like stuff like that. Like, yeah. that's I mean, like, I had a Ferrari Testarossa was like a dream car of mine, mm-hmm. and then I guess from like the Japanese side of things, I mean, the Supra for me was always like. Like the car, you know, even more so than the GTR. You know, for me, it was just like yeah, me too. The, Sup- the Supra was just one of those cars where you're just like, oh man, you know. Like- <laughs> I had about
1: like 800 Lowrider magazine centerfolds mm-hmm. and then directly in front of my bed. Yeah, I had a yeah. I had a I had a Mark IV Supra.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You know, so it's it's one of those things that and, you know it's different for everybody. You know, and we have some people that call and say like, I've always, always, always wanted a 3000 GT, like. <laughs> okay i mean but yeah, who am i to say no you know what i mean like i trust me man i like that car i think no, it's a desi- yeah. I, the design yeah, of it yeah but we got those here right i know right but you they know but they want, want the gto want the gto or Fine. you know or it's the i thing played gran is,
0: turismo too. i want the
2: gto right actually <laughs> but a lot of it too is that you know if you want if you want a really nice 3000 gt vr4 here yeah i mean there's not a ton of them
0: what you got to do is get a Stealth RT, man. Sure. You know, yeah,
2: you get too wicked from Aqua originator And horse. same thing with, like, the 300ZX. <laughs> you know, finding a superb... That's so hard to do. Right. Find they, a nice two oh no, twin turbo. But in Japan, you can find just immaculate cars. Yeah. Because they're respected. They're well taken care of. You know what I mean? And it's, here, it's, like, been passed down to passed what, down to passed down. What does the a,
0: a decent stock, stock twin turbo Z run in Japan? Or sorry, let me preface that. What would that car run imported here? Imported here? <laughs> yeah. So really nice
2: one. Uh you're probably around like ten. Yeah. They're really cheap. I you can get that or my you uncle's looking like. for one of those, so yeah. maybe we
1: should have a chat.
0: So,
2: you know, like, a, like uh, and again, you know, same thing kind of with like the GTOs and you know, some of those cars that people aren't lined up around the block for. Yeah you know, aren't pushing a premium in Japan.
0: Right. Now, and if, that's the thing. That car never really got the cult following
2: the now, Mark IV Supra did. Or if I'm in GTR. Japan and I own an R32, yeah. about right now is the time for me to sell it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> or any time after this, for the most part. You yeah. know, and that's the thing. It's because I know that somebody in the U.S. This is going to pay 30 plus for my car. Oh, for sure. So, for sure. Um, but if I own, I, you know, I just... Literally, pretty much anything else Yeah. I mean, other than like an NSX or a Supra or an RX-7. You know, if I own the world's nicest Honda Beat, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I have the cleanest Suzuki Cappuccino on the street. Did you sell a Beat yet? No. We're basically <laughs> giving it away at this point. I will um,
1: take it. I will trade you my Mazda 5 for it. We
2: honestly... We might do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um... You know, but
0: I'm gonna see Ryan roll up in a beat next week, aren't I?
2: I mean, and know, I'm gonna be like, "This is a terrible decision." <laughs> but you know, I can't fit anything. Some in of this. those cars just, you know, are, are popular in Japan. They just aren't the sellers aren't no, asking the premium. That
1: I, I think that something like those, those, like if you're a perspective, if you want, like if you were super into, you know, the yeah. super, the, the initial D Gran Turismo. Need for Speed kids, yeah. like if you were super into a car like R thirty four and you just cannot afford it, mm-hmm. think about like what the number two boss drove in like the game or like, yeah. what, like... <laughs> but you know the thing <laughs> like, is you get a really cool car right. still, <laughs> and that's that's how I live my life. I'm like, but like, I want an R thirty two, but it's like you know what else is really cool is R thirty one. But I mean, there's
2: still value. I mean, there's yeah, there's, there's undervalued cars yeah, right yeah. now. That you can still get in that are collection, about, you yeah. know, and, um, you know, and there's overvalued stuff. I mean, in in my opinion, like some of the Honda stuff. You know, we had a guy come to us. He's like, I want an okay Prelude.
1: Yeah, those like are a fifth gen. I do not understand why somebody would pay anything more than five grand for a Prelude. Like that's beyond me. But at auction, good, good at you.
2: auction, they were selling a million to one point four million yen. So you know, let's call it ten to fourteen thousand at auction. Then like you got to import it here one. for like five grand. No, not even for the oh, best. Oh, for one. like an all right one. For like an all right one, you know. And same thing with like some of the Civics, like what gym yeah, Prayers? Oh my god, the EGSIRs. Yeah. Why would you even man? Well, like you can make the car, but like. you know the thing is, and that's not. <laughs> and, and people see the value. We've sold them before. I've sold a, a pretty nice EGSIR for eighteen thousand dollars before. That's you know what I mean, and that's. And and the guy, he didn't even bat an eye at it. He called and said, I need this car. I'll wire you the cash. And he just took it, and he was super happy with it. Now, some people were like, oh, you guys are nuts. You guys are nuts. You guys are nuts. Listen, man, that was an expensive car. We paid a ton of money for that car at auction. He took a huge risk on it, and it paid off. You know, somebody bought it, but... They're expensive. Cars are expensive in Japan. I think
1: that's another example. Kind of like that's kind of the inverse of some of these other cars, like Beats and stuff, sure. where it's like is worth way more in Japan than it is here, because in America, Civics for whatever fucking reason, I still don't get it. Just they do not have right. the name that they should. Right. And that's a car. Because there's where... not the culture here. No, it's it's not. I think it's one it, of it seems. Like that's like the reverse of like a, an undervalued car, where it's like. In Japan, like they get it, like they right. understand well, you why have EG's spoon. Worth what it's work. You have the June Seeker, CIVICS. you and have, stuff like that. yeah, you In, know the economy.
2: notorious street racers that all just drove Civics. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and as no, we that, don't have that's, that culture that's their, here. That's you know. their first generation Camaro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> other thing too is like, you want to talk at pricing? I mean, we get so many requests for the AE eighty six. Oh God, it's it's crazy, and everybody wants the same one. Like the, the, black and white. Always, hat I was gonna say, let me guess, a white one. Everybody wants the <laughs> a same thing. And the thing is, uh, people think to themselves, "Okay, this has gotta cost me two to five grand." No, no, man, you could put a zero behind that. Yeah, exactly. you're talking, you know, twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars <laughs> for sure mm-hmm. for a good, nice eighty-six. So it I'll, is I'll, just is what it is, I'll and that's say, the thing. Is like I'll tell people if you don't believe me. Here's one for sale right now in Japan. Like, here's the listing. Yeah. So if I'm making $20,000 on this sale, like you guys think we are, you know what I mean, then explain to me why the cost is this over there right now. You know, right. or here's what they've sold for at auction. I love showing people what you sell for auction. Like if you go on, on Gunat Exchange,
1: like, <laughs> yeah. that puts everything in perspective. Yeah. Like, you realize that, like, there are some cars that you guys have that I see in Gunat Exchange, like the same car, and I'm like where are they making any money? They're more
2: expensive and they're still in Japan. Yeah. Like how does this work? I think Honestly, I think people think like we shake a tree and like 15 (laughs) GTRs fall out of it. We put them in baskets and then take them to a farmer's market and sell them for a dollar each. You don't do that? (laughs) No, it's not how it works, you know? And that's, that's the thing is that it's things are just expensive. Yeah. No, they really are. Just like these parts are going to be expensive. Mm -hmm. They're going to be because these parts are not for kids that bought cars that are going to go tool around in them. These parts are for serious dudes that are going to do serious restorations. Yep. You know, so these aren't the dormant sort of parts? Seriously expensive for exactly. cars. Yeah. So I, I
1: guess my, my follow up follow-up, follow-up, follow-up question is, all right, so say you have like 10 grand or something, what is a car that you would say is like, undervalued like seriously Z32 undervalued 32 twin turbo like be yeah well i mean like there's I like i cannot s-
0: believe those are that cheap. yeah they're
1: no. silly cheap well also Such a good car have you also noticed that like there's like a bunch of like there's been three three thousand gt sl automatics that have sold on oh. bat for like <laughs> five figures i
2: do not understand what? it yeah yeah they've also, i don't smashed. get it sl you... automatics this is the thing it. people need to recognize what is happening and honestly, before <laughs> you call ridiculous. me, before you dial, just go, do a small amount of research. Yeah. Know what you were going to ask about price, so, because it's just you wouldn't believe. Sometimes you'll give someone a price, and it's just like this, this silent silence on the phone, like. Do you ever get the they're o? Then for ha- like a second one, oh. or me to be like, "Just kidding!" You know, they're actually nine. It's actually 99. double you know, this much. You know, you know what I mean? But like, that's the thing is that you know it's it is expensive, and you know it's yeah, it's not what it used to be.
1: So what what are some cars okay, so that you under, would say so that you are, say are like under yeah something that's like you yeah. know affordable like sure. for like most people that would be a really good come up right now. That's gonna you would think would probably appreciate or at the very least is worth like less than the car honestly should be worth.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I think right now, I think the FCR X7.
1: Yeah. yeah. Those a are good cheap. car. Like There's a cheap, those are really cheap. Yeah.
2: They're cheap. Yeah. And, um, you just still get them twin turbo, mm-hmm. you still get a manual. Um, I think I probably it's, get it it's
1: imported for less than an American one would be.
2: That eh, maybe, yeah. But you yeah. know, you're it's that's gonna be one of those cars that so, um, you know, the FD is such an iconic car, and the price is gonna go up on those. They already are, they're gonna continue to climb. Yes, and people are gonna say, What's next? You know, and that's gonna be FC. The other one right now, the price is going through the roof on them already. And this is a car that I had ample opportunity to buy and never did, is the Mark three Supra. Mm-hmm. yes only, prices are going nuts they are going crazy yeah, it's absolutely,
1: absolutely insane especially the late model like one right. JZ ones mm-hmm.
0: yeah well yep. i figured yeah i figured the seven M cars can't be
2: well seven i think was mostly in america only because yeah, they, they had like the one year right Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but car. you know the one Js are just oh man you know the prices are crazy the other one it's a good car a you know if you're into toyotas on the same line as a SOAR. yeah
3: mm-hmm. sores are you know, always a good value it's
2: a good car you know um and, it's you know, still economical right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's fun stuff. You know, I mean, there's stuff that you can get right now that is a fun car. You know, the 180s, mm-hmm. 180s are cool. You know, I mean? We got 180SXs, yeah, you know, yeah. It's a cool car. And, you know, I don't know what the value on those is going to do. But what I do know is that most of the ones that are here in the U.S. have been put into a wall, like, a whole bunch of times. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? That's true. So if there ever is a market for collectible 180s. Right. I, or think 240s, you I think know? that, that that's having one that hasn't been
1: trashed, you know, is I think that from what I can tell, just like outsider looking out, a lot of drift people are still getting out of that drift missile phase, which is thank God is over. Um, I don't know if it's over, but, but no, I think that the one eighties and stuff like that will go up like the EG's did mm-hmm. where it's like, it doesn't make sense like outside of that yeah. niche market. But I think like one eighties, eg civics stuff like that those are just going to explode in value like how like a volkswagen van is yeah. worth like mysteriously mm-hmm. six figures. i don't get it <laughs> yeah. but it's like it's just inordinately expensive compared to every other variant the aristo is another yeah. one right now that's another very good car. Uh, you yes. can get
2: a twin turbo 2j aristo so basically anything, under 10 grand
1: anything with a turbo 2j
2: well, honestly is... here's my if it's turbo and it's manual yeah buy it it's going to go up. Yep.
1: And especially if it's... A, it, it, you can get a resto with a stick?
2: Yeah, you could. Nice.
1: Uh, I would say... I would also add inline-six Yeah. to that. Because inline-six, turbo, manual are... Those ones are... You know, if you look through that, that's a greatest hits. Like, just that one step is a greatest hits of all good Japanese cars. I mean, if you, you can... That, that alone will probably knock out probably 70% of all good Japanese cars historically. They've been turbo manual straight sixes. Mm-hmm. If you take off turbo, that'll account for probably 90% of mm-hmm. good Japanese cars. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, that's the thing. I, like I said, I think there's this stigma that, like, because the car isn't in the U.S., it's cheap.
3: And,
0: well, and, I think that's been perpetuated by a lot of uh, outlets that aren't really doing the full research and they, they put well, out articles or short video it's segments a on it. bait and
2: switch thing. You know, I think you have places like Japan Partner, you have places like. JDM Expo or whatever that will advertise once they'll show, they'll show a car and they'll say, we've got an R32 GTR for $21,000 and they do
1: Mm -hmm. maybe don't want it,
2: but that's not the car they're going to try to sell you. You know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. But what people do is they, they see that. Right. And then they never pursue it. So they don't realize that when they call that they're going to say, uh, yeah, but that one doesn't have an engine in it. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. if you want one with an engine, you know it's going to be 30000 know, So people just take that, that post of a car for right. 21000 and then they email it to me, and they tell me I'm a psychopath, and that I don't <laughs> know what cars are worth. Because one time you found one thing in one place for one reason with one thing. You know, and yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm not saying there's not deals out there, but I'm saying... You know, you know like, all I'm saying is, yeah. I bought a
1: W11 for $500 once, right. and I sold it for $3,000. I, every star and planet in the universe aligned for that deal to happen, mm-hmm. because that car should not have been that much money, True. and I will never in my life find another oh, one. Well, we all know this, and, right? And that. that's just one of those things where it's just like people think, like, oh, well, this guy found himself. A Ferrari for 10 grand. I get I this kind of question that. a lot. It's with just people like, on
0: my channel. Like, where can I find one of blah for what you're year? a master of doing that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. But like, well, you can't. Yeah. yeah where can no, I find an E30 for what you paid for that one? You can't. You can't. Yeah, yeah, see, you can't. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's E30 like, M3 for 16.3? But, but here's the thing. It like, doesn't exist. No, it doesn't even, exist. Even when you bought it, so, it didn't exist. I know. The thing is. It was still undervalued quite a bit when
2: I bought it. Now, if I just walk around to every guy. Selling an E thirty and saying an E thirty M three, but oh yeah, well, my buddy, got his for sixteen. Like, how many black eyes can you sustain? Great. Like, <laughs> Would you like me to slow clap for you? Like, what do you want? You know what I mean? Like, cool. You know what I mean? Like, Sorry, bro. Like, yeah. Like I said, deals exist. People sell things at certain times at certain prices because they have to, or right. you know. But that doesn't make that the industry norm. Right,
1: I just I I want you to know. Back when I was working at Morey's, I as a car salesman, I would tell all the salespeople I was working with, I'm like, "I know, this dude, he sells like imported Japanese cars," and they go, "How does he do that?" And I'm like, "This is the most patient person I've ever met in my life. Like, <laughs> you're a rock star, <laughs> like every other car salesman." Oh man, because yeah. like
0: I would I would just get so livid because
1: oh. it's like the the amount of customer service that you have to provide to do your basic job is like it's pure 10 out
2: of well, 10. Well, I think we talked about All this. All like, long. I sell someone a car. From. I'm usually connected to them for as long as they own that. Yeah. Car. You're right. Like talking to their mom I, and I have like, like, that. like yeah. customers <laughs> that call me that I sold cars to three years ago, asking me for stuff. You know, I'm pretty sure that the guy that sold, you know, leased someone a Kia or whatever, doesn't get phone calls from the guy Years oh, it, and years it, and years. It, 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 it exists. I'm sure it, it, it exists, <laughs> but, like... but it's it's not on the <laughs> right. level that you get. Right. You know. Yeah. So, but I you know, save contact info. But it, I never use it, it. It comes with the territory, and some people don't like to do their own research, and that's fine. But you know, it's, um, oh,
0: yeah. yeah, but I, I'm a little different than this, though. I mean, people are looking for a nice car a lot of the time in that case, and I'm buying like the right you, car you in buy... the wrong condition. Yeah, usually, th- that's
1: that's that's the best yeah. description of you. Is you you will buy a Ferrari for. I'll what?
0: buy the car that notoriously needs that really stupid engine out service because it needs the stupid engine out service because it doesn't have a service. Because
1: you know how to and do see, it. Exactly. I don't care. And that's the thing is you Here's have the that thing. So
2: we do that, and we just get railed for it on the internet. Like, true story. We bought a Supra. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the first one we could find, right, that was eligible for import. Okay. And it was rough, right? But it's the first Supra you can get. Right. We do, like, a full, like, Refurbishment of this car. I mean, put you know te thirty sevens on it, tires on it, suspension on it, full paint. You know, real te thirty sevens, right? As well, full. <laughs> we inter- have to actually yeah. note that <laughs> full interior refresh, upgrade the headlights. You know, upgrade the taillights to the ninety eights. I mean, this car was beautiful. We listed for sale for I think forty five thousand dollars. It had like forty thousand miles on it. v hundred and sixty. V160, yeah. Um, And out come these pictures from another company, import company, that's like, this is what the car sold for at auction, and this is what it used to look like. Yeah, that's exactly right cool like (laughs) you guys should have bought it and fixed it up then you know what i mean like that's the thing is that you know and this is what it's sold for people look at it and say oh well you're selling for 40 but you only paid 25 for it or 26 for it great sure yeah but we put 12 grand into the car yeah you know that's the thing i mean there's five thousand dollars of wheels on it you know there's three thousand dollars in suspension on it you know there's six thousand dollars of paint on it you know, things cost money mm-hmm. to make them that way. That's like if you if you, you, were, pay, to, if you, you did, were to sell that Ferrari to me, mm-hmm. and I were to turn around and say, "Oh, but you only paid," and you're like, "Oh, but I had to do a full engine out." Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, like your time isn't worth anything. You know, well, like, according you, to the IRS, it's not. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like what you what you put into the car isn't worth anything. Right. And we see that a lot too. You know, like people like to say, "Oh, well that that's you know, but,
1: it, that's not just you." It's yeah. we get these things or we get these vans at work. Again, going back to Vans, because these are the most <laughs> ridiculous people, um, where all of people complain and be like, yeah, why, why does this wiper motor cost me $1,000 or $2,000? No, it was, sorry, it's 1500 That's what it was. Sorry, I had to cut down the middle. But, um, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you see, yeah, we did the wiper motor. The wiper motor was an hour and a half worth of labor. However, rewiring your fuse box to make the wiper motor work... That took rewiring the entire effing car, and that was ten hours of labor. By the way, this should have cost you about five grand, but Mm -hmm. I'm a really good guy, and I'm helping you out here. But But that's (laughs) not what people care about. Yeah, Yeah, they they don't hear that. All they hear is bottom line. (laughs) They just hear the bottom line. Um, I know we're probably cutting a little short on time for you. Yeah, we're getting Um, close. But, yeah, well, anyway, th- thank you very much for coming on. Uh, we're going to continue doing some other stuff. we got some other yeah, basic we got stories, stories we, but... uh, we want to talk about. Uh, before you head out, though, I have one question. Uh, all right, I'm about to put, get the crust stuff finished up here in a little bit, probably within a month, you know, just getting the transmission back and get back to running and driving condition. Do I put my super high-strawing 160-horsepower D-Series into my Civic or do I start Jana's much longer-lasting carboarded b-series project in her accord
2: hmm. listen i know jana and i think the answer she's gonna want me to is give the right accord. Now is the accord. my civics never gonna get done it's going no. to be sitting it for 10 years so. but it's on the upside man civic pricing is going up so maybe if you just don't touch it for a while <laughs> no
1: honestly i'm not even joking in its current condition
3: yeah.
1: my civic is worth more than i paid it for yeah and it is an it's now got rust on it, and it is now not
2: running. Mm. And it
1: now has about five-year-old stale gas in it. That's cool. And, and when when it is totally still rest- worth more.
2: When you totally restore it and go to sell it, I'm going to post pictures of its current condition <laughs> and, and the original price. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> but this yeah, was but you only... you bought
3: it for this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you bought it for $900 uh, 15 uh, years ago, and right. yeah, this isn't worth it. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> it so it's, unanim- it's
1: unanimous Janus car first. Yeah, I so. think Janice car has to win. Yeah, so it, it makes the same amount of power, but it's with a dual red cam carbureted engine, so it'll be yeah, a good. lot cooler. So, yeah, that's the way that, The South African twin Carby setup? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> so excited for that to be a thing. I mean, the most hilarious Accord ever. I'm Did, fine with that. So when I originally like built the engine for the Civic, it was for the expressed purpose of going out street racing and upsetting people with shitbox GSRS. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna have like another level of doing that with Jana's carbureted non VTEC B Series Accord. <laughs> so wait, wait, Brian, I'll let you, Jex. It's also going to snow out, and it, your your drive is gonna get a lot of sleep. Ooh, like, yeah. yeah, I'm looking longer, forward so to so this now. I didn't that. Even notice that. Quattro yep. style. Yeah, you got you got your Audi, so hopefully your water pump stays in one piece. So, <laughs> and your timing gates survive. Yeah. And uh, yeah also, you, you need to replace that. Yeah, it's coming. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's coming. I think uh, that I, guy that came for
0: those uh, winter tires is like, I opened the gate for him. He's like, "Which unit's yours?" I'm like, "It's the one with the feet, uh, the shitty Audi in front of it." He's like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> Hey, know. maybe sell to that guy.
1: Yeah, sell your Audi. Go buy yourself like a Civic or
2: something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah get yeah. it before
1: they blow up in price. Or
0: start daily driving a GTR. Why not?
2: Ah, I know, right? I get the ask those. How do these handle in the snow? Like, <laughs> uh, pro- I don't, I don't probably know. Probably
0: well. <laughs> I, don't think, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. With don't know. winter tires, probably fabulously. There you go. Mm. That would be my very hedged bet Perfect. answer. All right. All right, well, I'm not going to keep
3: any longer. We're
1: going to pontificate about what your next car should be. You'll find out when you listen to this. All right, (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks, friend. See you later. So anyway, I think that uh, Brian, for his next car, um, since he's got all the cars in Japan available to him, I think he should get a Honda City for his next car i think he should get a suzuki cappuccino Ooh, a a cappuccino cappuccino. what oh yeah he does not fit no he barely fits into a gtr you could cut so uh, actually yeah so a city won't work because with the with the uh gtr because last time uh sorry we had to pause for a selfie um last time uh i drove one of his gtrs i had to go to the shop because he can't He's, like, too tall to, like, lift his leg off the clutch. So I think a GTR um, wouldn't work. Maybe, I would say a Jimny, think. but a Jimny's also too small. I think maybe a Land Cruiser, like, a super, oh, like... well, we, we just talked t- about it earlier.
0: Why not an Aristo with a six-speed? Yeah. He would fit into that.
1: Brian, buy yourself a six-speed Aristo. <laughs> all right. He said all right. All right. That will be Brian's solved. new car. Problem solved. You replace your S5 with a six-speed Aristo. <laughs> It will be better in every way.
0: <laughs> it really, really will be. Actually, literally. Twin Turbo 2J, manual, won't won't break, probably rust free.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like,
0: that's a GS, right? So, like, yeah, they, it's don't, a GS, they so... don't really rust out. No, Those things it, last they're, forever. They're
1: bulletproof cars. And it's a, yeah, again, 2J. So, it'll have like 600,000 miles on the clock and still make 1,000 horsepower. So, um,. Anyway, let's move on. Back to regularly the scheduled news stories. We're going to do some more of our regular scheduled stories. We have a lot to talk about still. I mean, We've got like three stories. Well, still, but I mean, this week's been long, so (laughs) um, we had a lot to talk about. But I wanted to make sure we got Brian on because that uh, Skyline story was kind of an important one. Um, But yeah, uh, so I'm glad I'm going to start at the top though. So yeah, let's start with yours at the top.
0: So, we've been hearing grumblings for the last, uh, as long as I've been alive, that Jeep will be bringing back the Comanche, which is the pickup version of the XJ.
1: Which was cool. I love the Comanche.
0: Yeah. Uh, They kind of did. Now they're actually bringing us a Wrangler-based Gladiator, which, okay. Cool.
1: Yeah. I still want to XJ Comanche, just make that exact truck.
0: Yeah, but like that was a Cherokee-based thing back in the day, right? The uh, the Comanche. Yeah, now the Cherokee's been
1: neutered, so yeah. you can't really do so that. Yeah. So,
0: would you really prefer a current Cherokee-based pickup over
1: this? Actually, because at that point it would be a Ute. It would be so ugly. I would still probably say that oh, because no. it's I actually like the All Wrangler. Right, remember last episode we were talking about the Ridgeline? Yes. Yeah, so we're talking about how the Ridgeline doesn't really have a competitor. That would be a great ridgeline competitor. Is a Ute so is based this? off a of Cherokee. No, this is not. This is a great competitor to a 4-Runner pickup.
0: Which incidentally, that sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah, even though I mean it exists as the Tacoma. But if like, you had Well, a, yeah, but if you call it a 4Runner pickup. Yeah, that sounds even cooler. It does.
0: <laughs> like an FJ pickup? God, that would be weird. that be <laughs> This article has awesome. like a thousand pictures of the gladiator and they're all
1: underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for people that go off-roading while i to lift it or something. No, I, I, in all honesty, though, the Gladiator, it, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm really happy that Jeep is still making cool stuff. Um, yeah,
0: and this will probably sell really well, because as we learned a few episodes ago, the Wrangler's in the top ten selling like vehicles. Hotcakes, yeah. Who knows how? Well, Although, Chicken Tax is coming back, which means...
1: It's coming back for American cars, too.
3: <sighs> I know. Because <laughs> Donald I Trump's know. a fucking idiot.
1: He is a um, But, no, so... Actually, I think the the Jeep Gladiator. I like the concept of it because specifically because it is a unique vehicle. I think the world needs more unique vehicles, yep. especially right this now. This thing because, has its own niche. Yeah, it's it is and yeah. I mean, why everybody that wants a Jeep also either owns or wants a pickup? Like, there's a hundred percent overlap yeah. between those two markets. Yeah. So yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, and really, the only other vehicle, I, I think the most modern vehicle compared to this I could think of is like if you got like a super late model Toyota FJ40 uh, pickup. Okay. Which were made into the 80s. <laughs> yeah, but that's still not very modern. I know, but that's what I'm talking not about. Man. I was like, there's not anything that you can need. What you need can a Cadillac Escalade EXT. That's so stupid. I'm so happy that vehicle's <laughs> out of existence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too But yeah that's, There's that Same engine offerings As the Wrangler I'm sure it's really good
1: Off-road And you can have You know I, heard a, I heard a Wrangler With an exhaust on it Yesterday Oh Yeah Because I they was, I was right, Apparently yeah. they, they uh, Took Lake Street Down from three lanes To one lane From Lake Calhoun So I was stuck On Lake Street Friday night For like an hour After I went to The haberdashery. <laughs> um <laughs> And so, the I was stuck next to one, and it's like, you remember a few episodes ago, I, I had the revelation that the V6 uh, bi-turbo Maserati is actually just a Pentastar V6? Yeah, of course. Yeah, now that I've heard a Jeep Wrangler with an exhaust on it, it yeah. makes sense. Like, it totally sounds like a Maserati. It does not sound like something you would hear in a truck. It sounds really weird.
0: Yeah, that don't sound good, though. No, they,
1: they all, like, every single, it's like every corporate V6 wants to be a VQ now. I know. Which actually makes sense because if EQ sold like hotcakes. Everybody wanted it. Hopefully they're more reliable than the VQ. But... Well that's the thing is that everybody wanted it and now they're having horrific timing chain <laughs> failures left and right.
0: They're all just copying the VQ design and they can't figure out why they're just... No, they're, they're
1: perfectly fine because they're like, by the time it breaks, it's like reasonably, it's a reasonable amount of time. It's like, you know, 150,000 miles right. or so. Right, yeah. You could... it's, a, it's a totally feasible amount of time. That's on its like second or third owner at that point. So the person that originally bought that car has bought another one. Had a great experience with one. It. The second person bought another one and the third person no, the is person now bought
0: the first one's other one yeah and then the <laughs> first person bought an other other one
3: yeah
1: it, it's it's making it, it's actually got a chain going on so yep. it, the vq engine is actually the perfect corporate v6 and for all of the worst reasons um ah, v6s are just uh they don't yeah they don't really do it for me like it, it's weird because like a lot of cars that i really like have v 6s in them, but
3: mm-hmm.
1: like i discovered it was an inline six version of it and i'm like that's really cool the c31 is oh, the first right. thing that comes to mind yeah is that the 200ZR, which had the Skyline uh, RB20 in it. Really? Yeah, 200ZR. A Z31? ZR. Yeah. If you with want. an RB20? Yeah. Really cool. That is really cool. Actually, when I, like, way before you even met Brian, I'm like, that, that's the car I want to import. is C Z31. Or a C 31 Z31 200ZR with a digital dashboard. Uh, it'd be so cool. Oh, that hurts me inside. Dude, it'd be the perfect car it's for It's the perfect for me. car for you, yeah. It is. It's all the 80s stuff I want, and none of the bullshit v6 garbage
0: yeah rb20s are pretty good
1: yeah it's and then i was just like a second generation celica supra is like everything that i want plus there's a two plus two that doesn't look awful <sighs> i was just, just
0: hurting me with 80s right now
1: i actually i made a spreadsheet between those two cars because <laughs> i was like all right what do i need a car can fit four people in it so be a two plus two z31 or a celica supra I'm like, which one looks better? Uh, Celica Supra, hands down. Which one has an inline-six? Celica Supra. Which one's more common to manual? Celica Supra. Which one has a more reliable <laughs> digital dashboard? Celica Supra. Which one's digital dashboard looks better? C31. Like, but this... the Celica Supra won, like, 8 out of 10 categories between the two.
0: But I assume they never sold a Celica Supra with an RB because it's too old for that.
1: No, but out of 5M. Yeah, I know that. Oh, you mean a Jay-Z? Well, I mean, anything modern. No. Not an M series. No, I mean, but th- that's the thing is like with the Celica Supra, the 5M is way more reliable than the 7M. Yeah, oh yeah. So that's why the Celica Supra, another thing that Didn't the Celica Supra doesn't have a 5M in it? You no, know, mine is 6 that I had. Oh. That is from a Soar. Oh. Uh, engine never failed. Everything else around it did because I, just... I did very little research <laughs> as to like everything else I'm asking for. I'm like, does it run? And does it drive? I can fix everything else. I'm like, <laughs> oh what's an electrical problem Oh uh, shit <laughs> and,
3: yeah, then that, and then i do remember the host. test drive
1: and it did run and drive just fine it ran drive great and everything seemed to work but it seemed to and actually did were two different things
3: yeah well
0: whoops <clears throat>
1: anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh do patreon real quick
0: okay so i want to touch on this i picked one kind of right out of the middle just because it's not an entire episode with the content but i'm sure we'll still have some things to say on this and it basically pertains to young or new drivers so anyone coming up 15 to 16 with their permit driver's education the written testing the actual driver's test getting your license what that means um basically what are your thoughts on well just How we for, for this case i want to just focus on minnesota just because it's easier so what do you think about the ages currently it's like 15 for a permit I 16 think for a is, license ages
1: are just fine okay i i think that age is not really the issue okay um because really, if you've ever met a sixteen-year-old versus an eighteen-year-old, they're yeah. the same person.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd say sixteen-year-olds honestly might be more mature in a lot of ways than eighteen-year-olds. Well, just because of all the eight- things going on in life. And... Well,
1: not only that with the eighteen-year-old, you're getting like a bunch of. Like, you're finally an adult, but like mentally, you're not. Right. So it's like sixteen-year-old, you're fine. Yeah. Um, I think the big thing we need to do push manual transmissions. Have like an insurance discount for a manual transmission. I agree. Because. All right. So this is the example. My boss, his daughter drives a manual. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, with the exception of like one minor fender bender, when she stole her mom's dig one, like not having issues. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, as opposed to, uh, this other 16 year old that I know that is just, you know, in the neighborhood of where I live, uh, I've seen this guy, he, he has an automatic car, he just, he always texting driving, I've been cut off by him, I've yelled at him like an old man <laughs> in, in traffic. <laughs> you, Ryan? Yeah, I know, right? Never. But it's just one of those things where a, a, a manual transmission, I think, makes a big deal with... That Because you actually have to pay attention, and right. you're a new driver, yeah. so... Paying on attention on
0: distracted driving. I don't care how you push it. Paying attention you, to driving. Like, you have every, to.
1: People are like, well, you're worried about what gear you're in. No, you're not going to worry about what gear you're in because if you're not in the gear, you're, you're not, not moving gonna think anywhere, about it, Right. Yeah. Like, you're going to get rear ended, if anything, and it's not going to be <laughs> your problem. It's right. the other guy's problem that was driving automatic and was texting and driving. Exactly. But, and then you uh, get the payout and a new better car with Exactly. The so, that's the thing. Manual transmission should have an insurance discount for teenagers. I yep. really think. Um, also, this. The whole education system. Well, has to don't change. touch on that
0: yet. I, uh, this is this is like a five bullet point thing. Okay. So okay. This specifically age. All right. Age.
1: Yeah. Fine.
0: I think so too. I think the actually I like the permit thing because that forces you to drive with Apparently. an actual driver. Yes.
1: I think the permit's huge. That's a big deal.
0: And I think you should be required to do it because the people that just wait until 18 and get their license don't do the permit driving. You
1: know. You know I think there should be what with permit driving. Um. I don't. Know, I don't understand why this isn't already a thing. You should have a certificate from one advanced driving HPDE or autocross event. Yeah. So you know how your car handles.
0: I think that should be a requirement to be insured in this country.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that every single person should have to do, like, one autocross every five car years. Car control clinic. Yeah, that's the thing. Is That's what autocross is.
0: Kind of, but like specifically you do want car control clinic. Yes, yeah. Just because like most of the people out there have no idea where the traction limits of their cars are. They don't know how to control understeer or oversteer. Yes. You can't control understeer, but you can control oversteer. You can control
1: understeer, but you it's, it's a lot harder to control.
0: Yeah, but you could at least tell them how to get out of it. So I, I still firmly believe that that should be a requirement for either insurance or getting your license or renewing or something. Yes. Um. Bullet point two, classroom instruction.
1: Classroom instruction is I I wanna say it's too focused on what every single sign means. Yeah. That's but, all it is. It's telling you but, where you can and that, can't turn the what the is, signs like, mean. You, you need that. You need that. I think what they should do mm-hmm. in addition to that yeah. is teach you the absolute bare minimum of car maintenance. Why when your tires wear, what happens?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh why, yeah, I think why, so too.
1: Why why old tires are bad compared to cra- to new tires. Yep. Why how to like replace a tire. How to jump a battery. You know, yep. stuff just little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um how your brake lights work. Things like that. Like sure. th- that's a little bit more it's it, like a bit,
0: routine checks to make sure your car is safe.
1: Yeah, like how do I check your brake lights without having another person there? Like you just back up against the wall. Hey, are they both on? Yeah. Or okay. put
0: your cell phone behind you, turn on the video mode, and just go stomp that pedal a couple times.
1: Exactly. Like there's, I, I feel like there should be a, an aspect of car maintenance to it.
0: I think so, too. Maybe not how to maintain it yourself, but at least how to make educated decisions on when your car is and is not safe well, that that's
1: Well, that's what I mean for when I say car maintenance. That's what I say classroom car maintenance. Okay. Not not like actual in-person hands-on wrench car maintenance. Okay. Because I think that'd be a little much, but I think understanding how these things... Because there's like... Yeah, I understand it's a little hard to say like, you know, how does fuel injection work? How does this work? How does that work? Yeah, it's just not necessary for most Well, not only that, there's there's so many different versions on every car. But like, what are things that are standard on every car? Mm. Every car has brakes. Every car has tires. Every car has lights. Every Mm -hmm. car has a battery. You know... How do these things work? All right. And I think that would be kind of an important thing to – well, not kind of. That actually definitely would be an important thing. How do your brakes work? Why, why you know, having bad tires affects your braking. How um, your, the age of your tires impacts the traction mm-hmm. of your tires. Things like and that, and even
0: adverse road conditions. Yeah,
1: do, what what would you add?
0: Honestly, for me, I mean, I I like your idea there. Um, basically, just I'm trying to think of like what people ignore about their cars. I'm like yeah. teaching them. In addition to everything you said, like what do all the gauges, what do all the warning lights mean That's on a car? That's huge. Big. The gauges like, what's and warning a temperature lights. gauge?
1: Like what? What is what, the difference in the red oil light and the yellow
0: oil light? Exactly, things like that. I think is huge. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I mean, our classroom it doesn't last long enough. I mean, I, I really think it should be a more progressive thing than it is. Just no. to, and it should be more expensive, honestly.
1: I I absolutely agree. It, um, it should actually cost something. Um, I think that you should have maybe two years. I'd say. Yeah. You, you start, you get like one year basic in like high school. Well, I think like and a then, number of
0: hours is okay. Yeah. Because if, if you're really motivated, like I don't want to penalize people from driving early.
1: No, you're right. I think, yeah, number of hours. And um, then that
0: gets bumped maybe if you do these HTTPs. Th- yes.
1: Th- that'd be a really good idea. This, yeah. Number of hours. And also, so HPD I keep the core and, as
0: it is with adding all the car stuff, and then there's a second section where if you don't do a car control clinic, you have to sit through another 30
1: hours. I absolutely agree. I think I think it should be a a, a three to one ratio. Okay, for well every that kind of gets to car behind car clinic, the wheel
0: yeah. then, because we could work that into the behind the wheel section.
1: Yes. Well, I think that, that's another thing we we need to talk about is our system separates behind the wheel and classroom right which is kind of an issue it is because you don't when you're taking a science class in college your lab co- your lab course isn't the semester after you take the right portion <laughs> of your science you do <laughs> right. them at the same time right yeah you should do these two things at the same time
0: i agree and that's logistically really tough and it's really expensive
1: and but you know what else is really tough and expensive getting a license in another country no removing a steering wheel column out of somebody's sternum that's tough and expensive. You have expensive. to try so hard
0: to die in a modern car.
1: But I mean, like, still, like, having to deal... I get it, but that's a little the, the amount of, like, just, like, avoidable car accidents and bullshit that we go through in this country, um, those, I think, would... I, I honestly think it'd be a wash between spending more money up front versus... Yeah. But, I mean, in America, we don't believe in spending money up front. We wait till there's a crisis, until the <sighs> world's burning, and then we scramble to do the bare minimum.
0: Exactly. So, and this (laughs) this is going to take a long time for it to completely catch on fire. So, yeah,
1: I think
0: think working that car control aspect into behind the wheel is important, but obviously currently behind the wheel, you do it in a school car and you really can't do car control with a school car. You're going to want to do with something you're actually going to be driving. So
1: I think, you know, there's another thing that me and Jan have always said is it's better to learn how to drive on the worst possible car.
0: That's true. And and that, that probably lends better to the instructor's car than the I, own. I think.
1: I think the instructor's car, by law, should be ten years old or older. older. <laughs> and <laughs> like, <clears throat> I, I I'm actually serious about this one. The tires on it should be federally mandated to be at most seven thirty seconds.
0: Oh, that's a ton of tread.
1: Yeah, but I mean, still re- reasonably. Okay. But they should be semi-worn tires in a car <laughs> okay. that's about ten years old. Yep. Because it, it, that way, the car is going to probably need something. There's probably something broken on it. <laughs> the car's not going to handle perfectly.
0: The CV shafts it, were so bad on the Impala. I did my behind the wheel in. And
1: that, that's the thing. That's fine. I was telling it, the
0: Guy the whole time, like, dude, your axles are about to fall out of this car.
1: It, well, that's the thing. You know what that kid's about to get into hmm. for their first car? A car that's about 10 years old with 730 seconds on their tires. No,
0: no, modern parents, man, they give them a brand new car with no. the most airbags oh. they can.
1: Yeah, well, they try to. Oh, yeah. But I mean, EVA, that usually is a car with 700 airbags, like <laughs> a 10 year old Kia <laughs> yeah. with 730 seconds on the tire. <laughs> like, that's what it is. It's not going to be an actually good car. I guess. It's a, that's uh, yeah, why I suppose. think it, you sh- it should be federally mandated that the driver's head car has to be like a, a, a pile of shit, <laughs> like just to make you a better driver. Because. <laughs> You know, it's one of those cars where it, it's not going to actually kill you, but if you don't right. know what you're doing, you're going to feel like you're going to die in the car. Yeah. That would make you such a better driver. Okay, here's one that's not even on this <coughs> list. Should you be
0: required to have a winter based behind the wheel? Yes. Yeah. Like, that, even for people like doing their behind it, the wheel in the summer, like, I still think there should be you that, know, that you know, lends I, to the year plus of driver's education. Yeah,
1: that's, that's what I said, like, you should be able to, you should have to do like two years worth of driver's ed. Mm-hmm. Like, of, like, in school and stuff, like, maybe you should teach it in schools. Right. Um,
0: or skid pad, maybe, if you're in a southern area.
1: Yeah. I, a skid pad, maybe, but, like, that's a big maybe, but, like, in Minnesota alone, like, we absolutely need winter driving, driver's ed. And it's like, that that's a big deal. Um, I really think that we should also do what they do in Finland, where you have to get yourself out of a skid. Mm-hmm. You're driving the line, and the driver's ed teacher just pulls the e-brake. Yep. What do you do? Like, yeah. something like that. Yeah.
0: Well, I think they're... Again, the classroom section is inadequate, but not that far not off woefully, what it could do. Is the driver behind the wheel section. woefully inadequate. We don't teach anyone how to react to the car. We don't teach anyone how to identify what's going on. We, we
1: teach them how to use a lane. And we teach them it. how to turn it
0: on and like let other people know what we're going to do on a highway in it.
1: Our driver's ed program... When you compare our driver's ed program to... India and Finland, we are way closer to India's driving six feet in a straight line. Jeremy Clarkson,
0: fail. Yeah, as opposed to,
1: (laughs) like, Finland's, like, actual, like, yeah, what happens when you get stuck in a snowbank in the middle
0: of nowhere? He's about to get his license after three years of hard work. (coughs) Yeah, I mean, we may as well at this point, since, like, apparently driving is not appealing at all to, and I'm going to hate to use this word, millennials.
1: No, it's it's not that. It's
0: I know we, we discussed this it. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they they're can't they're afford absolutely it. into cars, so. Yeah, they just can't but, I mean, afford them. With our yeah. generation, we're seeing a lot more people waiting past the 15-16 driving thing because it's more expensive to do that than it is to just wait till you're 18 yeah. and just go take the test once. I also that needs to go away. I agree. I, that, agree. I You absolutely need all the education you can. I, I firmly believe that the people that start driving when they're 15 are way better drivers than people start oh, when they're yeah. 18. And yeah. The next bullet point here is interesting one. I didn't think about this. But what if you're an, uh, a later in life immigrant to the country and you start driving then? So you, it's really easy to get a driver's license if you've got one from another country or something like that. But what, I mean, we've got so much stuff here that's just... You they know, well, we you know, have never dealt with, especially. If, like winters, if you're from
1: if you're from another country and you have a driver's license, Yeah, that should be probably pretty easy A fast driver's ed. I think you should have to go through the I same thing as everybody so else. I think so, too,
0: because A, theirs was probably more stringent to begin with, unless they came from India.
1: Listen, if you're taking an AP class yeah. and you're going to college, yeah, you still have to take the SAT, right? I would the AP imagine class so. I took you, the ACT, so. But still, whatever. <laughs> right yeah You have to take the standardized test. Yeah. that AP class makes you better equipped for the Correct. standardized test, mm-hmm. it doesn't make you not do the standardized test. right? That's how I I think we should have.
0: Do you think a standardized test is sufficient though? Or do you no, think they no, should be required to I'm, go through the year of driver's ed?
1: No, I'm saying you should have to absolutely go through driver's ed. I'm saying that the, yeah, the driver's license, yeah, it makes you probably pretty good. But, but for that, somebody
0: like that, where they're, they're accustomed to it, I think the, should you give them like a temp license that's that, I, I that works during that time. You should right have
1: now? well that's what international driver's license is. Right, I understand. I think um actually the driver's test itself yeah should be way harder. Oh, for sure. And not 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 as much as like, oh my god, you 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 got into the turn lane too early, you're failing. No, like have it fail because like you are crazy nervous and you're going to kill somebody. You just ran over this curb. Yeah, like no, I, like have a, no, it's. I failed a driver's ed test because I put my blinker on too late once. But the girl that passed before me passed even though she drove over a curb.
3: Hmm.
0: So it's great. Like, that's a broken system.
1: That's a broken system. Um, I think that the driver's ed test should, um, you should be required. You, sh- you have to. Have, you should have to have slips from a. Like an in class school Mm -hmm. from an HPDE or an autocross or something like that, a car handling event. I still think, yeah, a car control clinic. A car control clinic. That's a event for younger drivers. And you have to have a slip from a driver's ed teacher for uh, the driven portion. For the behind the wheel, yeah. To be able to even take the driver's license test. I think if you do those three, yeah, there should be like a test out that you can take like again in college you can test out of classes Mm -hmm. if you test out of it that's perfectly fine yep but if you're not if you don't test out then you have to go through it
0: yeah i mean if you're somebody that's been you know carting since they were eight you're probably way better equipped to deal with all the challenges and driving yeah then
1: somebody that's has never even opened a hood of a car right and got their license at 25 with a test yeah that 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 whole test thing needs to go um, I think. Also, think uh, winter tires. I think they should be federally man- mandated. mandated. Mandated absolutely every state south of the Mason-Dixon line, and I actually would use that as the cutoff.
0: Honestly, I'd say anywhere where there are historical average temperatures of the low of forty-five. That's a mandated. good idea.
1: Yeah, I like that. If it if it snows, if you get more than like more, yeah, inches of snowfall, if you, if you get more than half an inch of snowfall per year you should have federally mandated snow tires.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, a- again, Montreal's been doing well. this for ages, and they're like subsidized, so they're not expensive.
1: Yeah, I think that's another thing. I, I think uh, subsidizing might be a good idea. Again, very hard to pass with any Republican right. any or near a government. Oh, um, but at the same time, you know, anyway, it says that we shouldn't subsidize snow tires. Uh, I will ask them how much they love getting rear-ended by the, <clears throat> to use their terms, the immigrant with the shitty minivan. Great. Yeah, it's not the immigrant. It's not the shitty minivan. It's the fact that this is a person that's never been in snow before. Right. This isn't their fault. Like, this is, a, they weren't prepared. It's an equipment Nobody issue. told them that this was going to be a thing. Again, falling back to our driver's ed system. All right. You know, if you're getting rear-ended because somebody from Somalia has never seen snow. This is their very first winter in, the, in America. Yep. This is their very first winter outside of the equatorial belt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where the
0: temperature is always the same.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like if this is somebody that's from, you know, not just Somalia, but like Thailand, you know, India, China, China, Mexico, yep. um, Morocco, so Spain, Italy, um, like places like this. <laughs> like it's not just a third world thing. It's just like this right. is an equatorial it's, it's thing. It's a geographic thing. It's a geographic sure. thing. If this is, something that's, this is their very first winter and they're about to slam on their brakes, two car lengths, you know, behind you. And you're like, stopped and they're doing 40. Yeah, it's going to end exactly as you imagine, not how they did. Right. It's not their fault because they don't know what the hell to do. Like, they've never heard about that. And again, not their fault. That's our government's fault because our government just- mandates people <laughs> driving on the road. And these are the same people are saying... You can't have your car so low, but you know what? You can drive, you know, because you got your driver's license. And you can also long. drive
0: legally with summer
1: tires at 430 seconds in the winter. Exactly. Summer tires at 430 seconds in the winter, legal. Having a car that's lowered six inches from original body height, not, not legal. legal. That doesn't make sense the to system's me. system's broken. Yeah, that's a broken system. Absolutely. Moving on from
0: broken systems. I want to talk about a non-broken system. Mm.
1: More EVs. Okay
0: so uh, me too so remember that Hyundai Kona that uh, Randy had (coughs) Mm, yes I do like two times ago when he was here so apparently in Europe they've taken that thing and they have put a 64 kilowatt hour battery in it and a very powerful electric motor and they're gonna sell it for like 34 grand 300 mile range that's cool And they're gonna give us the Kia Soul version of that
1: I'm okay with that
0: me too because the Kia Soul is actually kind of cool
1: and you can lower it
0: and you can lower it and it'll almost 300 miles on a charge. And it's like that, after incentive 28 grand.
1: So three hundred miles on charge is the same as like a the normal best car Tesla. No, it's a normal car.
0: Right. And that's the big thing. It's 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 to the point now where you don't think about it.
1: Yeah, that's a normal car. Right. Like my van does two hundred and ninety seven miles the FJ per tank. After it does two twenty five a tank. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, I, I, I do two ninety seven per tank on right. average.
0: And then when is that ever really an issue? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like
1: you just get gas every couple so of days. I'm, you plug so I'm, into your car every other day.
0: Well, you just plug it in at night. Even if you have just the the worst home charger ever, you could depending on how much
1: you drive, you could keep up with it with just the standard wall outlet. I plug this in every other day. And it's fine. And you know what this is? Not it's, a cigarette. It's a douche flute. It's not a cigarette. Oh that's, that's the thing, it's like that's perfectly fine. Also, that looks really cool. I like the, the face on I it. I love that front end. It's like a Stormtrooper squinty, a lemon. No, dude, it reminds me of uh, one of the Moais from um, Easter Island.
0: Oh, whoops. I just remembered I didn't have this on the screen. There we go.
1: There you go, stream. Sorry
0: about that, streamers. <laughs> no, it looks like an Easter Island head. I don't know what an Easter Island head is.
1: E- you know Easter Island? They have those statues that are half bur- or like buried up to their neck in the sand. They're like massive. mm just Google Easter Island for people. It reminds cool. me of an Easter Island head. I really, really love how much it's snowing outside right now. Yes, me too. It's going to be a blast with my 530 seconds. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of those guys. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> like, it looks really cool. Should we
0: just sell like <laughs> a vinyl stick on nose? Yes. On this
1: thing? I would be about it. <laughs> but anyway. No, uh, it's actually really cool. I, I've i never disliked the Kia Soul. No, I like the Soul. Like, it's just like every single time I've ever mentioned the Kia Soul, I say it, it's fine, but this is cooler. And I just list off like a sign XB or something. Right. And but that's I mean, pretty
0: much true. But I mean, this thing is super high spec. So, I mean, for that, what it's going to eventually amount to being a 28 to 30 grand after the tax credit. But you get like heated seats, heated steering wheel, premium sound radar cruise, like leather seats. I mean, it's, it's pretty much every feature you could possibly want in a modern vehicle.
1: And it's got really cool taillights.
0: Oh, I didn't even look at the back. Yeah, yep.
1: they, they wrap around the top. That's really pretty, cool. Pretty funky. Also, oh, um, <laughs> really cool taillights. I saw a Honda Civic coupe at night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the, like, uh, like the heck and blade or whatever the, that yeah, goes across the rear. Heckblende. Heck yeah. yeah, but that's a German word. Yeah, but that's just what I call it now because it's the best. It, it's a lot easier. I like that more in bar of taillights. Heckblende. Heckblende. Yeah. It. It looks really good on the uh, Civic. But yeah, I, think I, it's I like really the tail of those. Um ninth or whatever generation Civics. Yeah, no, that looks really good. I like that. That's so, uh yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I, I'm not mad about getting that. I wish we got the uh Kona EV.
0: I think we may. But right.
1: I think it's gonna start with the
0: the soul. So I don't know if I have a photo of the Kona in here. I actually watched a fully charged on that last night and that was pretty cool too. Ooh, that one's even racier. That's fancy.
1: I like it. The that's normal the one just does not look good. I'm gonna just answer
0: Kona EV.
1: Ah, that's a Nero EV.
0: Yeah, they're bringing us the Nero as well. I think they all have the same powertrain. There's two optional batteries. One's even cheaper. It's like 45 kilowatts, which is still twice what the Fiat is. So that's the Kona EV. I don't like the front end. I don't.
1: I don't like the cladding. It, it doesn't look good. It it needs something up front. Right now not detected.
0: Yeah, well, I'm just going to go ahead and close it then.
1: Yeah, it looks like Voldemort.
0: <laughs> it does. <laughs> like, <laughs> it looks a little better in gray.
1: And it needs a grill.
0: <laughs> I prefer the soul, the it, uh, it either, Easter Island it statues.
1: It, yeah, yeah, the the Easter Island-faced uh, soul looks really tight. Well, so, so, there you go. Right. So, I think uh, we've reached some astounding uh, conclusions here thus far. We've decided that Brian should get an Aristo, Aristo. for this car. Yep. Um, if you that are looking for a Toyota Super for $6,000, you are on like crack. Unless um, you
0: get an early third gen.
1: Yes, a very early third gen.
0: And you get it now. Um, or maybe an auto 1J car, if no, you're lucky.
1: Won't I, exist. I bet you can get an auto 1J car for $6,000. Doesn't $6 exist. Right now. Does not exist. Um, the Kia Soul is actually cool. Yes. Our driver's ed system is broken,
0: and Jeep made us a pickup, which and we don't really care about that much.
1: Yeah, I wish I, I wish I made a Ute. So, all right, that's. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> think just it, wanted the Cherokee. The, those, you? yes, I want a Cherokee pickup. I just want the <laughs> XJ on. to come back. Uh, well, that would be a cool. Yes, one. that'd be very the cool. The current Cherokee, no, nothing. That, that's our bombshell for the episode: is that Cher- Jeep <laughs> should bring back the XJ Cherokee. Well, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> For our much longer than Monday's episode. Episode. Oh, this isn't that bad. It's only an hour and twenty six minutes. what I mean, but it's uh, you know, it's uh, forty five minutes longer than the last one. Whatever. We so had this
0: was basically two whole groups of conversation, so
1: it's fine. Exactly. We can honestly break this into three episodes. We this could, but so well, we won't. Yeah, we won't. You're saying we really <laughs> want one. I already anyway. don't like editing as it is. So. Exactly. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Catch you guys on Monday.